Welcome to Minute Impossible. Your mission, should you choose to accept it, is to investigate with us the Mission Impossible franchise one minute at a time. I'm Chris. I'm Jonathan. I'm Charles. I'm Drew. We're back with Charles and Drew from the Light Diffuse podcast. Welcome back, guys. Hey, thank you so much for having us. Or, or maybe I should, sorry, I'll be more intimidated. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. What's up? Yeah. Oh, very That's more intimidated yeah. or intimidating? Yeah, I, Is that what you're uh, trying to say? I'm not sure. I'm doing my best. Is it because you're one eye? You're, uh, you better watch your mouth, Charles, or your eye's going next, okay? <laughs> We've only got three eyes left over here, yeah, so yeah. take it easy. Dwindling. <laughs> Quickly. Well, hopefully there won't be some swift, sweet double foot kick flips in this and that you'll keep your eye. Oh, yeah. So uh, we'll see. This is minute 113, and 113 begins with Ethan throwing the knife in the sand like a gentleman and ends, <laughs> oh, no, with another double foot kick. Oh. <laughs> Sorry, you guys are in trouble. Two oh, yeah. double foot kicks. This is That's just crazy. torture at this point. Um, <laughs> both doing there's this a- podcast and watching this movie again. <laughs> there's, a, there's a lot of beautiful hair blowing in the wind here, though. There really yes, is. There is. And, some, and, and bigger waves than ever. It's like Stuart Baird is like getting, he's elevating the, the, the amount of waves and the, and the height of the waves. It's important. Every every time that cuts to those waves, Getty Images is just rubbing his hands together. It's like, oh, yeah. Give me that sweet stock <laughs> yeah. footage. I feel like yeah, I'm watching Point yeah. Break. Uh, <laughs> let's talk about. Yeah, uh, let's. Uh, I wonder if the the Australian Tourism Board had anything to say about this. You're not showing enough waves. All right, let's put in some more waves. I guess. <laughs> I mean, what would what would the Australian yeah. board be? Well, they're we're already yeah. showing their country. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, it could. This could have been set at night or uh, in a rainstorm or something. But this is just pure beauty. Just Australian. I, I mean, what's what's interesting though is that that before we got to the beach. It looked like it was sundown. You know, sun was going oh, yeah. down. And now it's like bright as day out of this beach. Like it's afternoon. Like it's noon. Look, it's crazy. I've never, I've never been to Australia. I don't know how it works out there. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the yeah. toilets go the other way. So, I mean, you yeah. know, it could be the same thing. There, a, lot, a lot of people don't know this. It's so close to the bottom of the earth that the sun actually just circles around Australia. Yeah. It's 24 hour sun yep. all the time. Yeah. There's no nighttime. No. I've never seen a movie <laughs> where Australia is shot in the dark. Not once. Uh, except at this, at this point in the middle of the movie when they were in Biosite. You can't tell me that was Australia. That's true. You're right. Yeah. It could have been England. Well, I mean, we got a Billy Bard cameo, which you already alluded to there. Obviously, that's yeah, the highlight Billy. of this, this minute. There's some nice wrestling moves introduced here, I feel like. Yeah. Cruz has got a good, uh, a good uh, takedown. I'm not really that familiar with wrestling, so I don't know the terminology, but it seems like a real, real big wrestling move here to bring down Sean Ambrose to the sand. Yeah, he's got he does kicks, man. Yeah, he does. He does a sweet kick from a what is he in? Like, what position is he in? He's in like a he's low. He's just been punched in the face and has the wherewithal to think I'm just going to kick my leg up as high as I can and do kind of like a cartwheel kick, for lack of a better term, into his face. Yeah, I mean the when in doubt kick. That's what that seems <laughs> to be the kind of like modus operandi of uh, Ethan Hunt in this. In the sequence. Let me go. Let me go check the Robert Town script. Yep, every it says it says it just has quotes marks and just says kicks. kicks. That's yeah. all it says. <laughs> it just says do kicks. You turn the page and you go to the next page and just in the middle of the page just says more kicks. More kicks. Yeah, more kicks. I, I mean, more. I wonder when the kicking kind of came to be. Was that in the script phase? Was it during production? Did John Woo have this idea that? Ethan was going to kick a lot. I mean, or, I don't did, know. or did Tom Cruise have that idea? Or did Tom Cruise. Yeah, I don't know. 
It seems to be his through line of this movie is kick. He kicked yeah. when he was on Bear Island earlier a couple of weeks ago, and he did like a sweet flip and then ran up to a guy. He did another double kick. Yeah. In a, and it's like that's – it is the least – convenient way to kick <laughs> least productive it's the least productive kick because you go down too yeah there's no way to land it cool yeah. he's trying you notice he kicks and then does a spin so he'll land on his chest but it's goddamn yeah. beautiful that's yeah. all that matters yeah he's, oh he's it's not, beautiful he's but blade you know he can't he can't kick and land a th- sick like three point you know fall or anything he's gotta he's gotta get it dust himself off and kick again and that's what oh yeah, he should have done a superhero, a superhero landing. Yeah. He should have done the kick and then landed with the three point. Yeah, but no, this is no. this is before that. Yeah. This is pre nine eleven, guys. It's a different world. Well, yeah, it is pre nine eleven. Yeah, <laughs> I feel, yeah. I never thought about that. There's it's coming soon an essay about pre nine eleven Mission Impossible. Um, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I, this is just tor- uh, this is just painful to watch. This is so long. <laughs> no, yeah. I mean, the takedown I was talking about was at, at uh, second forty seven, where he kind of like he goes into the slow motion big like body slam that he does. Yeah. To oh him. yeah, that move. Oh, that's yeah, a yeah, clothesline. Yeah. Okay, all right. That that's where you take your hand and you put it across them. Usually, you put it across their chest. He's like cupping under his arm. Yeah, he and really grabs him and does it. I love that they made it as if Tom Cruise could lift Dogre Scott with one arm and throw him down. <laughs> Dogre Scott is easily six inches to eight inches taller. And it the, the amount of... There's no way you would be able to do that if you were you, that small. Do you think it's someone else? It's a stuntman who's being thrown? Or do you think they put him on oh, a Oh, it's definitely a stuntman okay. being All thrown. Right. Yeah. You can see it. It's really hard. They're good cuts. I mean, this is some good action. Every time they show Tom Cruise's face, they don't show Dogre's face, which means it's a stuntman. They, every time he kicks you, because they're, they're focused on Tom Cruise. Like he is doing this stunt. This is the most amazing thing he's ever done. Don't look at the guy (laughs) getting hit and the guy getting hit is selling it. He's just selling everything. Yeah. I'm wondering if that's why, Chris, we've been making fun of this amazing black denim suit that he's been wearing for the past three mm-hmm. weeks. He's wearing oh, a we full of it. black denim. <laughs> it's black. Yeah, making yeah. fun of it because he's wearing the shirt and a blue black denim tie, too. The shirt and the tie match the suit. Yeah. It's all one fabric. Yeah. I th- we think it's a onesie. We think it's a onesie, a onesie. that zips <laughs> up in the back. Yeah, we just did our commentary for MI2 like a, a week ago. And uh, we were talking about that. Drew referred to it as his denim situation. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> because it's more its more than a suit. It's more than an outfit. It's a whole, it's a way of living. I it's look a at, way of life. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think at one point I record, re- referred to him as Johnny Cash as a bad guy. It's, it's what it feels yeah. like. It feels like it's like, I'm going to wear all denim. Johnny, you can't wear all denim. I'm going to wear all denim. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder that that suit was probably like some custom Versace thing. It, oh, yeah. it makes me wonder but what I, Luther would think of it. You yeah, know? Luther, who's such a clothes horse now, would he? I mean, does he? Does that make him hate? He, he's Ambrose jealous that he's that he doesn't have yeah. that that suit. Yeah, there's a deleted scene after spoiler alert when uh, Ethan kills Ambrose when Luther walks up to the suit and like rubs it with his fingers like it's a damn shame. <laughs> <laughs> yep. This, and then he walks it looks back. Like the tie and then he walks has back. a pattern on it, though. There is, it does. Uh, yeah. There's, I'll there's send stripes. you the minutes. We did it. Uh, we did it two or three weeks ago. I'll send it to you. It's actually got like a little diagonal pattern on it. I'll send you the screenshot. It's. Well, nice. I don't. I don't know if I can handle any any you know junk talking about the suit because it's just so near and dear to my heart. And uh, God, we can't. We can't. 
Bad mouth Robert Town because you're gonna have him on. You're gonna have the suit on too. Dude, well, is that what look, you're planning? You can't see Drew right now. He's got one eye and he's wearing this denim I'm suit. Very, yeah, he's got the denim suit on and he's very offended. Yeah, please. <laughs> Did we know that Delray oh. Scott was dating uh, Claire Forlani? He's married, married to her oh, now. Married to her. Oh, okay. oh wow. That, okay. is the, that is the most two thousands couple I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> and, and they're in movies together too. So that's at one oh. point I. To, to bring it back to the suit, I said that suit is as useless as Claire Forlani is in movies. Wow. I believe, I, I believe that was said. Wow. I got the same reaction from our guest on that one, too. I'll tell you what. Wow. I'm, what I'm cl- quickly discovering is Minute Impossible is the much much more negative Mission Impossible podcast. <laughs> I think well, that's because we don't have potential of, of, by six degrees of separation, having that person on. And so yeah. if if if... If Doug Ray Scott came on the show, he'd be like, what are you shit talking to my wife? Yeah. <laughs> I'd be like, ah, uh, yeah, yeah. You don't have any fear of them coming on the show and the insults ensure that no one ever will. So <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, what we're yeah, going for. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, good. I'm just glad I'm glad I'm Because if we shit out. talk them, then hopefully that they'll, you know, come on the show. Right. We're here for the true fan and the true fan can handle a little gentle ribbing <laughs> from two guys. That did not make the movie. Right, right. So, yeah. You That's know, fair. If this is America. Like, a, I want a Chris Evans to come on. Like, someone who you can make fun of. Chris Chris Evans, I think, would be down for this. Sure. Yeah. yeah. He'd, be, he'd be fun to be, have on, even though he's never been in one. Yeah. Ah, uh, well, there's still two more movies he could be in. Oh, he could definitely be in one. Yeah. 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 Uh, this, uh, this minute ends with him jumping over to a gun. Um, this gun is not the gun that... Okay. At the beginning... Of this fight, one gun, excuse me, one gun fell in the sand. The other gun fell out of his pocket. Or his, did his we jacket. see that? Yeah, we did. He was it his left jacket pocket? Yeah, probably. But he was rolling around with Tom Cruise in the sand, and it slipped out, and it's sitting right there behind him. Right. That's yeah. I don't remember when that shot. I don't, and I just watched this again minute by minute, and I don't remember when the other gun came out. So I was just a little confused that there were two guns. Yeah, no, it was when they I first landed. And we already saw the other gun land far, further away. But as they're wrestling, mm-hmm. the other gun comes out of Dugray's uh, jacket. Um, I, didn't, okay. I didn't bring this up for a couple days ago. The minute we did a couple days ago, there was a part where Ambrose got hit and then something went flying off of him. And I didn't know what it was. And then maybe that was the gun. It could have been. Yeah. Uh, you assumed it was just a chunk of denim. Yes. I mean, well, to be yeah, fair. I mean, but what we're learning here is that the denim is a good concealer, too, if he's got all yeah. these guns in there. He's got like four guns hidden in there. Yeah. Maybe it's a denim gun for all we know. Ooh. Ooh. I originally had brought up the, the denim suit today because I was thinking maybe that's why they put him in a kind of a ridiculous for the situation outfit was oh. to hide the padding that the stunt performer would be wearing later when he starts getting punched uh, and kicked. Okay. I was wondering I if he's a wearing pure, a full purely stylistic decision. You really, yeah. you don't think it has anything to do with that? Sartorial choices only. Yeah, I, th- I think okay. they gave you know a room full of stuff that Dugray could look at, and he's like, "That, yeah, that's <laughs> what I want to wear." <laughs> Are you sure that's actually a couch, Mister Scott? That's not an act. <laughs> we haven't made an outfit of it. Take that couch and make an outfit. Make make that into a full suit. Give with me the a tie. suit. Listen, if this was a Dugray decision, just imagine how much cooler Wolverine would have looked. Uh, yeah. <laughs> he's definitely the denim superhero so it all kind of works yeah he is an yeah. he's an indigo warrior as far as i can tell and i love it i absolutely love it <laughs> i love that he gets punched in the chest like this from uh, ethan and when he gets punched in the chest we don't actually see him 
Like we don't see him go down until the next minute, but we, we do know that the way Tom Cruise gets up from this kick is not cool. You were saying he was like, I think you called it a casual somersault. Right. Yeah. Uh, in the last episode, this one is more of a, an aggressive restanding <laughs> because he's like, he like jumps back up kind of like he got hit, yeah. even though. Well, you're the one that punched him, dude. Maybe you should come up with a new thing. <laughs> these, you know, these kicks, they take a lot out of him. Yeah. But, but his like, hair still oh. looks flawless. Yeah, oh, no God, matter they what. Both, the hair. And you can definitely tell it's a uh, stunt double oh, in the uh, the big kick right in the second 24 when he does that cool spin kick on the back of Dougray Scott's head. That's not Doug Dougray Scott's hair. Because no. we've made fun of his suit. The man has good hair, just like Ethan in this movie. Um Although he does part it down the middle, which is also a choice. It was a different time. Yes. It was a different time. <laughs> it was a different time. Was, yeah. Yeah. Before nine eleven, you could do that kind yeah. of thing. Yeah, pre nine eleven, it was yeah. uh, parting on the side, parting in the middle, wearing a denim suit kind of guy. It just didn't matter. And we see, and the movie makes us think that just one cliff away, Nia is about to jump to her death, and Luther and Billy are coming in on the helicopter to ca- to to save her. Yeah. And hopefully, what it feels like. Hopefully, not chop her up in the helicopter blades. But getting for, pretty close. But for all we know, their helicopter could just be very close to Ethan because it's all the same beach front property that no one has any kind of <laughs> geographic relationship or or spatial uh, awareness of anything. Look, the IMF yeah. had the tax credits from Australia. All right, <laughs> they really did. I think as long as as John Landis is directing the shoot, she'll be fine. Oh. <laughs> I was putting this mo- I was putting this movie on purpose. I'm the only Australian in this movie. Yeah, we think for a reason. Yeah, we think that his casting was a uh, well. Obviously, Steve Zahn fell out, but uh, but that it was a uh, contractually mandated. Yeah, in to, order get, to the get, credits, get the credit, the Australian yeah, credit. You, yeah, it's I, what it's what Australia would consider a diversity hire. Right, it's like <laughs> you have to hire an Australian. Like, fine. They went through. That, they went through all the ca- all the actors in Australia. And like I said last week, he's the only one that was available. Well, Richard Roxburgh is a Australian. That's true. You're right. But he, but he speaks in but a he's South African, a bizarre South African accent. Yeah, <laughs> well, it's so good. Yeah. It's so good. We love Stamp. Stamp was our favorite. Well, like yeah. I mentioned like, like, a, a couple weeks ago, that I think it was a Wu thing, maybe because he had he did the same thing in Hard Target. He had Arnold Arnold Wesselu do that. So I have that South African accent as well. But I think oh, he weird. actually is South African. He Arnold is, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I mean, he must have liked it enough that he's like, let's, let's do that again as my as my my bad guy sidekick. I like that. <laughs> yeah, I feel like they were they were worried if Richard Roxburgh did his normal accent that they were like, this movie's going to be too Australian, so mm-hmm. let's get an Australian actor who can do a different accent. Yeah. <clears throat> um, Paul Hogan. <laughs> Paul Hogan married a a woman from the town that Charles and I grew up in. So just to bring it back to famous Australians. Oh wow! Yeah, remember Linda? What's Linda Koslowski. Yeah. He married one of the other actors from uh, Mallrats. Who did? No, no I'm just kidding. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's how they do it. Okay. They all. Yeah. So remember, it was pre two thousand, pre nine yeah. eleven. Yeah. So yeah. time. Yeah, people were marrying Mallrats stars. Can get away with that thing. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Here's my question: as we as we end this uh, episode, we can end it on chivalry. Uh, Tom, Tom, Ethan is. Uh, gentleman. He has the knife. Dougray Scott's ready to die. He's kind of goading him to come stab him. Right. And instead, he throws it in the dirt. 
I don't think the Ethan. I'm sorry. What? No, I think it, you're right. I think it is kind of a kind of a gentleman's agreement there. I don't think it. And, and later on in the movie, he'll go again. Uh, Dugray will break the agreement, obviously. But do you think? I don't think that's the Ethan we have today in Fallout. I don't think that's our Ethan. Really? Because I feel like he is all about not killing people when he doesn't have to. Like even from Rogue Nation, McCory started this thing now where Ethan. You know, he kept wanting to. McCory said that he want. He kept trying to get Ethan to kill Solomon Lane, but on a script level, it just never made sense. And then in the end, he didn't kill him. And the same in, in um, Ghost Protocol, he doesn't kill the bad guy. The bad guy throws himself off the right. Well, sure. Well, off the ceiling. Well, was he going to kill the bad guy? It seems like a lot of as as often as he doesn't kill the bad guy, his actions kill the bad guy because at the end of this he does he kills the that, bad that's, guy that's like only the batman when the, excuse he's like I, only I when the agreement is broken <laughs> right, i don't have right. to kill you yeah. but i can't i don't have to save you either you know right right, right. yeah because i mean look at three three he uh what's his face is killed by a car a van yeah. Yeah. Right. yeah but he does shoot people in the warehouse and yeah i feel like there are there are moments where ethan will take a life sort of more casually yes. but yeah i'm wondering though what it, it seems like when he was in biosite he had no problem shooting everyone in the face or in the, in the <laughs> leg. And yeah, then he gets and here. It's just, I, I feel like we, Ethan is cold blooded, but he keeps getting written to be the, 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 the hero trope, which is no, 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 I don't need my gun. I don't need my knife. Yeah. Like, it feels like it's yeah. when it's on his terms, he'll right. sort of take the classier way out. But if he's cornered and he's running through a building and there's a hundred guys with machine guns, he's kind of got to do it. You know what I mean? Like, but I mean, yeah. like, okay, let's let's talk about this. You guys probably covered this a couple weeks ago on your show. We did we did it in our commentary just before this, the beginning of the climax, when he's trying to escape mm-hmm. Bear Island. There are guys in motorcycles driving around him who might not even be goons because they're not even carrying guns, and he's just right. shooting all of them, yeah, mercilessly, yep. yeah. And so he shot that one guy on the motorcycle in the crotch when he flew over. Yeah, him. yeah. And that exactly. guy <laughs> might have just been an innocent Australian out for a ride that afternoon. Yeah. We yeah. Oh, Bear Island's a great place to ride my motorcycle. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Listen, it's Australia, you know? We but don't then, know what's going on. So maybe it's just he's got a respect for Ambrose that he won't, he won't, he doesn't want to kill him. You know, he sees a well, lot of himself in Ambrose, so. I, I don't know where they're going with Ethan's character in this movie because also he seems like he's super in love. And it never comes back up. Now, I know that was because... Danny Newton is best friends with his ex-wife. So she's probably not going to be coming back anytime soon. Maybe someday. That'd be great. I would love it. But Yeah, we'd love it to have her back. Yeah. And then actually yeah, use she... her thief skills. Right. <laughs> It'd be funny if she showed up in another movie and she's badly doing some thieving again. Well, I mean, Remember... she was killed off pretty, pretty cold-bloodedly in Solo. The only woman <sighs> of color in the entire movie, and she lasts oh, about yeah. 15 minutes. Um, yeah. You know, I did a rough uh, yeah. treatment of that movie. You did, Robert? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, I know that they were supposed to bring her back for the third one, but that didn't end up happening. So, yeah, it it, it this is where we we're finally coming home. You know, all of our all of our storylines, all of our chickens are coming home to roost at this point in the movies because we now have two movies with Ethan, so we kind of know who we think we know who he is. In the first movie, he wasn't into Claire because Claire was his boss's younger wife. Uh, even ex-wife when he was supposedly dead and then traitorous wife when she wasn't. So he's never into her. And in this movie, he's super into Naya. So I think in three, it actually kind of works out that he would get married that it's like, okay, yeah, he seems like the kind of guy that wants to get married. 
Well, I, I mean, Charles and I have talked about this, though. They didn't really know who the character was yet. Uh, two is very much a kind of like no man's land. And three is when they kind of click in more succinctly into, as to who he is. And that ultimately, uh, you know, charts the way for the rest of the movies. So, yeah, I think he didn't know who the character was. I don't think anybody on a franchise level sort of knew who he was. But I, I, um, And I would say they, don't need, they didn't even really figure it out in three yet either. They were just sort of on the path. And then it mm-hmm. wasn't until Ghost Protocol they really figured out how to make it all work. Yeah. 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 I mean, it, and look at three. Three is a post nine eleven movie, so right. it is. It's completely different. It <laughs> yeah. is. When it's this paper, who's writing this paper? Which one of you is writing uh, this paper? Charles. <laughs> uh, all right. Charles. Yeah, it's, all, it's also a post uh, post Nicole Kidman uh, Mission Impossible. It's movie. true. So he just gotten divorced, right? Yes. Yep. There's a lot of things. His own per- his own personal nine eleven. Yeah. A- well, I mean, I think that you know there was probably some some talk of him being kind of a James Bond type character with a different love interest in each one. I'm sure yeah. that was also a, a concern or a external force on on these kind of decisions. But yeah, I'm glad that's gone now from the movies. I'm glad now a love interest is not a thing. You don't think that Ilsa, Ilsa is a love interest? I do, I do. But she's been so kept at arm's length this entire like the the two through the through the two movies. It's not like they're you know at the end of the movie is when they finally kind of literally his ex wife leaves the room to let kind of be like. All done. You know, it's, it takes that. I think there was some, a feeling toward her, but I don't think that the movie was pressing it as much as they could have. And which I love. I love that they didn't make him be with a girl in, uh, in Rogue Nation. Well, I love that the, the way they handle the romance with Ilsa is done so well. It's done like the old show where it's a lot implied and not shown. There's just a lot of looks between them and, it's amazing that this romance has been going over Rogue Nation and Fallout, and they haven't shown them kiss once. Yeah, and it really does feel like like Rollin Hand and Cinnamon Carter in the old show or something, where it's oh, kind of like they have a little bit of a oh, the old a show, the old but show. <laughs> but I just I think it's so awesome. I hope Ilsa joins the IMF in the next one. Oh yeah, me too. She'll be around regardless. I'm sure. Although she, right. although everyone is so busy. I'm kind of like <laughs> when they when they're talking about Vanessa Kirby being Catwoman, it's like, can we let's sign these contracts? Yeah, now. let's get this uh, MI7 because, on the road. Yeah. <laughs> All right, we're gonna go into tech of the episode now. We've we've talked about love interest and sand fights and punching in the face. Uh, Charles, can you stand over to the left, please? I'm gonna run at you as hard as I can, and uh, uh, and I'm gonna kick you with two feet. Sure. Okay. Okay. I'm just glad and this I want- me getting kicked. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, well, no, uh, Drew, I need you to stand behind him. Oh, God. So. <laughs> All right, here I come. Damn it. Why did I do that? Why did I not? Why did I bounce off you, Charles? You are, you are built, dude. Uh, it's actually just all denim. So yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, I didn't notice your denim jacket. It seems to have protected you. Now you, know, you see you... why he wears all that denim. Now, now I see, see why you. I see why Scuba Luther's your favorite yes. uh character cuz you're uh you're you're built like him. You're you're very stocky. You don't look stocky at all. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> well, welcome to uh Tech of the App. Uh what tech do you think would be the best for this episode? Uh yeah, you know, I like the sand. I'm into the sand. <laughs> It's a big technological okay. advancement. Well, I uh-huh. told you, you know, that that 
you didn't you didn't know the mission, the episode two joke about sand, and I had to re re inform you about that. Oh, the Star it gets Wars everywhere. Yeah. Episode yeah, two. Yeah, it's everywhere. It's coarse. It's grainy. Come yeah. Yep. Wait, you didn't know the joke? <laughs> what happened? <laughs> All right, uh, Charles. Uh, Drew, what I, well, about you? You, you, it was very vague the way you presented it to me. I, I was like, I hate you know. I said something about Sam, and I, he, you were like, "What?" <laughs> and then I had to send him. The, I had to send him the clip, and then he. Yes. Now he. Now he's. Now okay. I, now I forgot. Now I blocked. He, I blocked Star Wars Episode Two out of my brain. <laughs> kind of like Drew's tried to block this movie out of his brain. Yeah, and it keeps it showing keeps itself. Back. We're not going <laughs> to let you go. We're yeah. going to shove it in your one good eye. Yeah. <laughs> watch me watch me drew watch it <laughs> drew what about you what's your tech of the app i don't know i mean there there isn't a lot of tech in this app. i guess there's a helicopter um <laughs> I'm, I'm fans of it i'm fans of that i mean uh something that leonardo da vinci was uh, you know was looking into so the fact that it's still around i'm very okay. excited about that um yeah i think that's it for me what you guys have any specific tech Oh yeah, the uh my tech. Oh well, see, we've been doing this a lot longer, and when there are cheats, you don't actually actually have to do technology. Uh, there's techniques of the app, and that's where I think all the hand-to-hand fighting is my favorite thing in this movie. The past two minutes have been my favorite two fighting minutes. The one that took Drew's eye, and this one, have been my two favorites. It's a technique for sure. It, it is technique all the way around, and we haven't, and we yeah. he hasn't really gotten to do a lot of fighting. He didn't do a lot of hand to hand in the biosite fight. It was mostly gunfights. So yes. it's been fun. It's weird. There's not that much action in this movie actually until the climax. And then yeah, that's what we were talking action. about. Yeah. Oh, it, the last t- 15 minutes is action, but easily 10 minutes of that is motorcycle filler, and this last right. scene is only five <laughs> minutes. And we were like, I, in been- my mind, it seemed like longer. But it the did, motorcycle, yeah. the motorcycle is less actiony. It's just chasing. It's like it's very low stakes. I feel like that could have been a good uh, subtitle: Mission Impossible Two Motorcycle Filler. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been a good one. Uh, I'm going to go with the uh, my technique of the app is his uh, two footed, two feet, two legged kick. Yes, the last yeah, one we're going to get off the ground. Yeah, yeah. Because I like I like both of them in this one, so both of them are my technique of the app. Oh, is it t- is it technique or technology? It's normally technology, but we also one of our we had a uh, Catholic priest on, and he he wanted to make it technique because he wanted to talk about like <laughs> the crazy stuff. It, it was awesome. So it's technique of the epnique or tech of the app, whatever you want. There's no wrong answer here, guys. All right, so you yeah. can just do it. You can make it like technicality of the week. Yeah. Oh yeah! Let's next take next one, you can make it the technicality of the week if you want. To. <laughs> I love that. All right, all right. Well, great. These are all good. Uh, we're we got we we haven't been talking much about the minutes because these guys are new. They're new. They're new to us. So Sorry. we're trying to. It, no, it's not your fault. This is what people come for: the conversations that come out of Mission Impossible, not dissecting this thing one minute at a time. No, the, our fa- our fans love this, and they love listening to you guys talk too. Well. Uh, so. Uh, We'll see about that. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see how they respond. <laughs> Challenge accepted. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, we'll come back tomorrow for minute one fourteen. Uh, I've been Jonathan. I've been Chris. I've been Charles. I've been Drew. We are the only podcast that has four eyes and no denim. Minute impossible. This minute. <laughs>
will self-destruct. Well, we'll see. When we come back for next week, we'll see if somebody has denim. We're going to ship you some denim. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I'll show you. (laughs) I wear an XL. Okay. See you.